Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your continuation of being you, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that you are the same today, yesterday, and forever, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Word, Lord, and that we have it available, Lord, so that way we don't have to try to figure out what we think you might have said, Lord, but that we can go exactly and get what you want to want us to learn from it, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for our minds, Lord, and that they are sound and are able to remember everything that you've put in them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We are excited to have you with us. And for the listeners, I want to say this episode is going to be a little different. Um, we are continuing in our discussion of Jesus Christ, our Messiah, and his death, burial, and resurrection. But at the end of this episode, we are going to take communion together. So, uh, if you do not have um, the elements or grape juice and a piece of bread or a cracker, just pause it now. If you feel led to take communion with us and I'll give you the opportunity to go get those things. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we would love to have you participate with us, if you will. All right? If that's your desire. But as I said, we are continuing our discussion on Jesus' death and burial and resurrection. And we had wrapped up the last episode reading about everything that he endured for you and me. And I'll say it's a shorter version of everything we read in the previous podcast. But it, Psalm 22 is in no way, shape, or form, uh, I'll say, not for the faint of heart. It gives us clarity and greater understanding of everything he endured on the cross for us. So can we start by uh, having a volunteer Read Psalm 22 in its entirety, please. Sure, I will. Thank you, honey, honey. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry in the daytime, but you do not hear, and in the night season, and am not silent. But you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted, and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head saying, he trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him since he delights in him. But you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while on my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from birth, from my mother's womb. 
and you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gape at me with their mouths like a raging and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all of my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It has melted within me. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of, the de- dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. And my cl- for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. O my strength, hasten to help me. Deliver me from the sword. My precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns of the wild oxen. You have answered me. I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and fear him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. When he cried to him, he heard. I'm sorry, but when he cried to him, he heard. My praise shall be of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nation shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him, even he who cannot keep himself alive. A posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born, that he has done this. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. It's a very, I'll say, sobering and sombering, somber account of everything that Christ endured for you and for me. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't end there. There is reason, especially from verse 22 to the end of that psalm. There's plenty of reason to rejoice for those that have received him as he is, as Lord and Savior of their lives. It was Our hope is in him, mm-hmm. not just because he died and was buried, but because he was resurrected. Amen. So today we are going to cover that, that resurrection. Can I get a volunteer to read from Luke chapter 24 and... Could you please read Luke 24 in its entirety? I will. All right, I promise. Now on, the very, now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, Two men stood by them in shining garments, 
Then as they were afraid, they bowed their faces to the earth. They said to them, Why do you seek... Um, flip the page. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of the sinful man, and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and all to the rest. And to the all the rest, it was Mary, Mary Magdalene, Jonah, Mary the mother of James, and other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And the words seemed to be them, seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves. And he departed, marveling at himself what had happened, marveling to himself. Now, behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Amos, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was, while they were conversing, while they conversed in reason, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk, and are sad? Then one, the one whose name was Cleophas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem, and have not, now, and you have not known these things which happen in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, These, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was who was a prophet mightily indeed, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and all and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was that he was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, beside, besides all of this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company arrived at the tomb early, astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying to those who had also seen the vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of the... And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman said, but him they did not see. Then he said to them, O oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe to believe in all the things the prophets had spoken. Ought not that Christ have suffered these things and enter enter into his glory? In the beginning of at Moses and all the prophets he expounded to them all the scriptures, the things concerning him himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going. He indicated that he would have gone further, but they constrained him and saying, Abide with us, for it is toward the evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. Then they said, And they said to one another, Did not our heart burned within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us so they rose up that very hour and returned to jerusalem and found the eleven those who were with them gathered together saying the lord is risen and he has appeared to simon and they had told about these things 
and they told about the things that happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Now, as he as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, "Peace to you." But they were terrified and frightened, and supposed they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, "Why are you troubled? And why did why do doubts doubts rise in your heart? Arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet. That is myself. Handle me and see me. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you, as you see I have." When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which, is written, which were written in the law of Moses and of the prophets. The Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it is necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you have endured with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifted up his hands and blessed them. Now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. 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 <laughs> Exciting. Amen. Exciting. I, w- I want to open it up for everyone to have the opportunity to share with the Holy Spirit speaking to them before we, I'll say, begin communion. I just got one quick thing that I, you know, um, I, I took the... Um, the walk to Emmaus, which is a a, a little retreat over several days, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, in essence, um, allowed me to encounter Jesus in a way that I didn't um, know that I could. Just another deeper level of that. And as we're reading this, um, just reminds me that um, there's always going to be more to know of Him. Amen. There's always more to see and discover in Him, and it's always filled with joy and wonder as we look towards Him. Amen. Absolutely. Okay, the Lord is talking to me about how Jesus didn't leave one of them instead of doubt. He appeared to each of them and made sure he had that fully finished. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord is talking to me about he's going to do the same for everybody. That he's not going to leave parts undone. Are you referring to Peter? Not that one you... When he he appeared he appeared to all the eleven, mm-hmm. and he didn't leave out some of them saying, "Oh, I forgot about, let's say those three. Mm-hmm. He he gave all of his disciples the opportunity to have comfort mm-hmm. and rest in knowing that he was in fact alive. You, Thomas said, uh, after he'd heard the report, said, "No, I'm not going to believe that. I refuse to actually unless I get to do these certain things to confirm it with my own eyes and my own hands." Um, so you see 
Jesus's compassion is not temporary. It's not just for a moment and then he's angry and vengeful or things of that nature, um, how the world would like to describe him, but he is compassionate through and through. And he made sure that his people, his children, his believers were comforted, his brethren were comforted and knowing that he was in fact alive and well. And to have joy and expectation for the next, the next phase of what was getting ready to happen in their lives and hope in him. Amen. What Is else it, promise? Yes. Oh, and also how, how he expelled all the doubt from their mind when he ate the fish and the honeycomb. He gave them a chance. Mm-hmm. He gave them a chance and he gave them enough information to make the right decision. To watch him eat says, oh, he's a real person, not just a, a ghost or a sheep flying around or something like that. He's actually <laughs> a real person. No Scooby-Doo masks. There's a couple things that, that stood out <laughs> to me in this. And, and, and we've talked about um, the Apostle John and how you know, in Revelation he's called to heaven and, and not once but twice he bows down to worship a, an angel or a glorified being. Mm-hmm. And actually you see the same thing here with Mary, right? It says, uh, as in Luke 24, verse 5, right? They were afraid and bowed. Oh, so, oh, sorry. They see these two glorified beings, right? And it says that they were greatly perplexed, and behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. That's glorified beings. Then they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth. But then they're asked the question, why do you seek the living amongst the dead, right? Angels are not to be worshipped. We are only to worship and glorify the Lord, right? And John gets that same check in Revelation (laughs) twice, right? Like, see that you don't do that, right? There's a difference. But I love how the instruction is given, and actually you have to look at Mark 16 for this. Uh, And this goes to the point you brought up, promise, of um, in in Mark 16, verse 7, it says, But go tell his disciples and... Peter, that he is going before you into Galilee, and there you will see him as he said to you. No one had to remind the Lord about Peter, but he had sent instruction with his angels that they saw to include Peter, right? But then as we just read in Luke, that the Lord himself appeared to Peter. Does everybody catch that? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. The Lord had Peter on his mind. Peter, of course, had already denied the Lord. Right? Three times. And three times had denied the Lord. After he told Jesus he was wrong about that. <laughs> right. But, and I'm, I'm talking to me in that because Amen. I think I have a good idea a lot of times and I know me better than he does sometimes. And then I want to tell him, no, no, you're wrong, Lord. And he looks at me like, uh, <laughs> I thought I was the Messiah. Pretty <laughs> right. sure it's me. No, okay, you're right, Jesus. But, well, it matters in that sense, but it also matters in the sense that the Lord's not seeking to condemn people. No, not at all. He clearly sought to restore Peter Amen. to his place. And that was <laughs> immediately on his mind, A that he had even face. sent word, mm-hmm. right, through his angels. And he allowed Mary Magdalene to have the opportunity to be part of that. But the Lord himself appeared to Peter. Right? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is just his incredible thought. Like, he already had this in mind for you and for me. So, and I bring this up because, uh, you know, I sense it's important. I mean, it is important. But I sense it's for someone or, or multiple someones out there today that, you know, maybe you started off, you know, in Christ, in the church. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, maybe you don't yet have a relationship. But the Lord never sought or seeks to condemn you, no. only to restore you and to bring you in, uh, you know, in Christianese to the fold, right? <laughs> Which means into his family as and a joint heir with him. Bring you into a place where you can experience his love for you. Amen. Because I'm sure Peter felt embarrassed, ashamed, ashamed. guilty. I mean, like a, a, a number of things and small, like how could I betray him? I told him I loved him and I said I would follow him and I would fight for him. But with little to no pressure, I, I folded on him. And um, that even still, God was like, that's not a problem to me. I got you. Just come, just just let me love you. Just receive the love. Um, but I also wanted to point out um, for, for the women, there are a lot of women who feel like Jesus doesn't care about women as much as he does about men. And he doesn't love us as much as he does men or deem us as important. And... Um, Mark 16, verse 9. Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of Mm -hmm. whom he cast seven demons. She had the honor of seeing him first and being able to report to his disciples that he, in fact, had risen because she loved him and she went to seek him out. She believed in him and went to go find at least show her love one more time, if, even though she didn't understand everything. But God honored her by letting her be the first. And we have the account of that here and more accounts of what she, how she loved Jesus. But this was an honor. So don't, ladies, don't think for one second God can't or won't use you because she went and preached the gospel to the disciples. <laughs> if you think about it, he is risen. That's the, that's the gospel. Amen. He's alive. I saw him. That's an honor. Now, does that mean we sit on the top of the head of our husbands? No. no. I'm talking about God having a place for women in ministry and having a place for us as important and valuable to him, just as important as, as a male. God loves us. God loves us. And notice I did make a distinction between just a woman and a man and women and their husbands. There is a distinction mm-hmm. in how God wants us to interact. Amen. Anyone else have anything they are being led to share? Anyone? I see. Uh, to the point Mr. Dean brought up earlier, the Lord was showing, he was talking to me about the exact same thing, but he was showing me that scriptural reference. First, he was talking to them on the way to Emmaus. Then he said they went back, and then he unveiled the scriptures to them again. And the Lord just showing that there's never a time where there's you understand everything. He doesn't unveil everything at, at once because we wouldn't be able to comprehend it or understand it at once. But it's in stages. So by reading the Bible, it's not just I. the Lord spoke to me about this one scripture. I know everything about that scripture. But he can speak to you about it multiple times and has something new in each and every time. Living and active. God's Amen. word is living and active. We used active earlier, right? Active. Amen. Amen. It's active. It's alive. It's 
new, it's fresh. Amen. Yeah. Hmm. Glory to God. Amen. You know, just the, just the work of the Lord, and it's about restoration. You know, and uh, so we mentioned this in a previous podcast, how the Lord had shed his blood seven times. Seven being the number of completion, of finality. So everything that he took upon him, he covered in his blood, washing it white as snow for you and for me. So at this time, if in, unless anyone else has anything they want to share. I don't. Okay. Well, then I, I would ask that we all prepare our hearts for communion. Right? To take that moment to, I'll say, search ourselves before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And allow Him to search us, right? So we can judge rightly before Him. And again, it's not to condemn us. But for those that have a relationship with Him, we would love to. For you to participate in this communion with us. And if you don't yet have a relationship, now's a good time to start one with him. To put him in his rightful place as Lord and Savior of your life. He'll wash you white as snow. He will throw all the things that you've done in the sea of forgetfulness. But we have to be willing to come to him and to align ourselves with him. So just take a few moments, and if you have to pause it, please pause this podcast and and just take those moments to bring everything into alignment and lay it at his feet. Amen. And this is serious. Forgive. Absolutely. Forgive anyone that you might have ought against. Amen. And, And it's serious because Scripture tells us that whoever eats of the bread or drinks of the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But we are to examine ourselves, and in so doing, eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Mm-hmm. Right? Eating and drinking of the cup in an unworthy manner mm-hmm. ends up or results in drinking judgment to themselves if we don't judge the body rightly. Again, mm-hmm. I emphasize bring everything before the Lord. Humble, if, if there is anything, let's humble ourselves. Lay it down at his feet and repent. He desires that we participate. Let's do it in a right and righteous manner. Mm-hmm. So also... As we begin to take communion, I just want us to remember that the Lord is here, right? He's in our midst. We talked about this with the Last Supper. This is communion, is fellowship, right? It also has to do with uh, the table of showbread, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. It all represents Jesus. He's in our midst. He's with us. It's not about just reading or quoting the scripture. Right? It's about a relationship and a conversation with him. So, 
our Lord Jesus on the night that he was betrayed took some bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and said to them this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me so Heavenly Father we thank you for sending your son that his body would be crushed for us body that is the bread of life that was so freely given to us that we would grow and mature could grow and mature and be made strong and whole in him we thank you Lord we praise you for what you have done through Christ and for each of us In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then when he took a cup and had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your blood that was shed for us. And we talked about the seven times, Lord, that was shed in the garden as you prayed, as you were mocked and beaten before the Sanhedrin, as they pulled out your beard, as you were whipped and scourged, as a crown of thorns was placed and beaten into your head. As you were crucified, and as the spear was put in your side, we thank you, Lord, thank you. that you endured all of that for us to wash away, to erase our sin before you. that you've covered it all and by covered I mean erased that we can be pure, clean, without spot, wrinkle, or blemish before you we thank you and praise you and magnify your holy name because there is no one else that could do it that could be that sacrificial lamb for us so we magnify and glorify your name the name of Jesus Amen Amen. And amen. 
thank you for joining us mm-hmm. and uh, taking communion with us. It's a special time. And, and while we, it's a time of celebration and acknowledgement, acknowledging the things the Lord did for us, but also celebrating what he did for us so that we can have eternal life with him. And that's really what this, this, I'll say, celebration, this holiday is about. On Passover, what he did for us, being that sacrificial lamb. But it didn't end there. That on three days later, on Resurrection Sunday, he rose again. He rose again Amen. for us. This is the basis and what our faith is founded upon. The foundation for it, our rock and foundation, Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. He is risen. He is risen and risen indeed. Amen. And we say, come Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord we just thank you for who you are, God, for the power that you have given us through your Holy Spirit, Lord, to go out into all the world and to preach the gospel, Lord, to every creature under heaven as you gave us commandment, Lord. And we take the strength that you've given us, Lord, and we walk in your footsteps, Lord, and we declare the victory again and again that you've already won, Lord, and we continue to do so for the rest of our days. And God, we just praise you. We magnify your name as it should be done, Lord. And we thank you that you've ascended to heaven and you are now seated at the right hand of the power, Lord, and that all power and authority in heaven and on earth and beneath the earth has been given to you, Lord, that you have it all, God, and that you have won the victory, Lord, and that you always won the victory, Lord. And we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through a Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.